Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? Hello, and thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of The Classic Holdup. My name is Molly Growney. I will be your host for this, I hope, exciting episode. I am a senior at Michigan State University with a major uh, in media and information, trying to maybe take a stab at the music industry, audio engineering, kind of in that realm. I'm very passionate about music. That's kind of why I've ended up in this study. And... That would also explain why we are going to talk about an album today. And the album in question is Me is Murder by The Smiths. It is one of my favorite albums, and it's got a really great, unique sound to it. Me is Murder was written and recorded by The Smiths in 1986. Um, The Smiths are an English rock band, or were an English rock band, formed in Manchester around 1982. And I would say their music is kind of punk alternative rock, maybe kind of indie for for the day. Band members consist of lead vocals, which is Stephen Morrissey, or more commonly known as Morrissey. Uh, He did some solo work after the Smiths. Um, Guitarist Johnny Marr, uh, bassist Andy Rourke, and drummer Mike Joyce. Meat is Murder is their sophomore album, or their second album. After the success of their first album, which was self-titled, in 1984, they used that success as a platform. to get more political and talk more about social issues uh, like child abuse and like the meatpacking industry. A lot of the songs sound happy, but get dark in terms of lyric and context. Genius.com, which is a website, a lot of people are familiar with it, pretty much known for their lyrics. They describe Meat as Murder as, well, as follows. This is a record full of yearning, the humiliating obviousness of when you want something, low expectations, the melodrama of youth, and romance. And I could not agree more. It was a really successful album. It reached charts in the UK and in the US, but it was mostly popular in the UK, clearly, because they're a European band, and that's where they got started. Talking back on musical style, it's got this, like, rockabilly funk vibe, quick-paced, the guitar is bouncy, the bass is bouncy, It's heavier in some parts, slower in some parts. I mean, that's very vague, like most albums. But it's catchy, and the flow of it keeps you going, keeps you listening through each song. Um, There's nine tracks on the album. It takes about eh, 45 minutes to listen to. Track list, The Headmaster Ritual, Rush Home Ruffians, I Want the One I Can't Have, What She Said, That Joke Isn't Funny Anymore, Nowhere Fast, Well, I Wonder, Barbarism Begins at Home, and finally, Meat is Murder, the namesake of the album. So I started listening to The Smiths probably within a year of recording this, a year and a half. Not exactly sure why I started listening to them. I think I just wanted something new, but old. I wanted that new sound. I wanted something that was a foundation for the kind of music I like today, which again, like that rock, punk, indie, unique sound. And in general, I think, like I said, just wanting to get into older music. 
um, the stuff that my parents listened to or, you know, my family members. I wouldn't say my parents listened to the Smiths. Um, but, you know, they kind of got that similar, that similar, I don't, I don't even know, similar sound that they get placed in the same area, like Sonic Youth, The Velvet Underground, The Cure, kind of in that mix. If you kind of know those sounds, you can kind of get a feel for The Smiths. But for whatever reason, I just liked the sound of the Smiths the most. I love Morrissey's voice, Johnny Marr's guitar playing, just both super inspiring sounds. And Meet is Murder specifically, I started listening to when I walked into a record shop, asked for a album by the Smiths, and the guy working there said he had one. And I said I would buy it right away. And so I did, took it home, listened to it, started learning Barbarism Begins at Home on the bass, and started going through all the songs, learning them on guitar and bass, and the rest is history. Now I listen to it at least once a week. We're back, and I am here with a lovely friend who decided wanted to take time out of her day to help me and talk about the Smiths. So, Mo, you can introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Mo. I'm also a senior at Michigan State, and I'm also studying media and information, but I have more of like a video focus, which is pretty cool because yeah. I used to do video. That's a side tangent, but we don't get into. So, I had you listen to Meat is Murder by the Smiths. Yes, and. Uh, What'd you think? Give me your give me your initial thoughts on it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I actually hadn't listened to The Smiths before this, so I definitely have like some favorite songs. If you want me to plug, I can plug those. Yeah, we but, can get into that. Okay, I would say my like favorite ones were. Let me see. I got the list up right here. So. Oh yeah, we love did, a list. <laughs> so I liked the Headmaster Ritual. I like uh, what is it? Rush Home Ruffians. Yeah, yeah, okay. that one's so good. Yeah, and then. I want the one I can't have. I guess those are the top three on the album, just like the first three, but those are like my favorite. And then I thought, obviously, Meat is Murder is pretty interesting. And the message we can get into later. Oh, yeah, we'll um, talk about it. Yeah, but I do think that one was also up there, but more in, wow, this is kind of wild. Yeah, I think the first time I listened to it, I was really taken aback because I was like, this is really freaky. Yeah. But Morrissey is also kind of freaky and he's kind of a weirdo, right. which, you know, we can kind of talk about that too in a little bit. <laughs> okay, but, um, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you haven't had any previous experiences listening to the Smiths? No, I haven't. I knew that you liked them, but I hadn't listened to them at all. And then when you asked me to listen to this album, it was like only 40 minutes long. And so I listened yeah. to it like two or three times just because like when I first hear an album I don't really know I'm like just listening to it just for the vibe and then the second time I'm like okay what is what are they actually singing about what are the songs like individual songs sound like so it was kind of fun to like go through that whole process again with the album yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so this album was I don't know if you know when it was released it was released in 1985 Yes, and February is, 11th, it says. Oh, you have the day and I don't even have the day. <laughs> On oh, Spotify, wow. that's what it <laughs> You're more prepared than I am. When this was released, people people took up to it. Like it, it hit charts really quickly, but there's not much saying. Uh, there's not many articles, I feel like, about its release. So you kind of have to do some yeah. like digging. That's what I noticed when I was like trying to find just kind of like history or song facts. It was like 
anything that I found was only about that specific song, Me Is Murder. Like, there wasn't that yeah. much on, like, the whole album, which I thought was really weird. Right. And mm-hmm. there there was some controversy with some of it because this album became very political because okay. of the success of the first one. So they wanted to, like, put more messages out, okay. which I think really Me Is Murder is, like, the most political, I guess. Oh, well. The Headmaster Ritual is actually a political one, too, because he's talking about, um, or Morrissey's talking about, like, the school system in Manchester, okay. England. Oh, okay. And his, like, issues with it. I think people enjoyed those kind of messages and that change. However, there are other songs that, like, accused Morrissey of, like, pedophilia and things like that. Oh, really? I didn't see anything yeah. about that. Is that a song that's on this album? Yeah. So, so I want the one I can't have. Wait, what about what about it? What about that song? It's if you pull like if you look at the lyrics. I kind of want to pull um, it up. Yeah, let's we'll we'll have that reference. Let's let's pull it up. Let it see. pops right up. So like the opening line on the day that your mentality decides to catch up with your biology, I think people like like I feel like that indicates that someone is younger. Yeah, I feel like that was my first initial reaction was that it was like somebody was to like their mind was a different age than their body which only really happens if you're super young i mean right i mean not exclusively but yeah but i feel like if i maybe dissected the lyrics i could come up with a different meaning but i mean like when you listen to it the first time like that was people's like first like jump they don't talk to that right and then i don't know like there's also talking about like being 13 yeah. But I don't know if that still indicates that this, like, whoever is being talked about was young. Is still um, 13, right? Yeah. And then just telling him to meet him in the last, in the outro, just meet me in the alley by the railway station. That seems like, kind of sus. It does seem sus. And so people <laughs> were like, oh, this guy's actually a little, oh. there's something going on there yeah. that we don't know. So again, there was just a controversy over the album. And like I said, like, the, the message me is murder. That one's a big one. Yeah. Which we can we can get into that. Um, it was like in response to um, the jungle, the Jungle Book. No, I think <laughs> okay. it's called the Jungle, and it like exposes like meatpacking industry. Oh, and it was written. I heard of that. Yeah, yeah in the early 1900s, and I yeah, Morrissey was like response to that, and because he's okay vegetarian, he's canceled concerts before if they're like serving meat at the venue. Oh, and I saw in this article I was looking at, he told his band members to like never be out in public eating meat or like photographed yeah. eating meat so it was like a big thing it yeah he was very controlling over his bandmates so that's why people are like oh no we don't like the smiths and i guess that kind of brings us like now i think people still view the album the same you think for so? the most part like thinking of the controversies because morrissey denies like everything but people still about which push one it um not being vegetarian that's that's very clear well i guess i I didn't even talk about this yet morrissey is accused i don't want accused probably isn't the right word um alleged or something alleged (laughs) i think that's the right wording yeah everyone is like oh morrissey's gay really yes some of the songs you listen to you're like okay i'm not gonna tell someone their sexuality however it's very apparent is there any like specific songs where he says that? I mean, honestly, just off the title, of the, I want the one I can't have. It kind of like when you said that, I was like, wait, that kind of makes sense. But, right, exactly. But, and he's talking about he's literally talking about a boy. You can see like um, he killed a policeman when he was 13. So he's talking about it seems like a young boy. Right. Which is suspect. And I think what difference does it make was on their first album. OK. And he's talking about a relationship with someone. The idea of the song, people 
um, have speculated. It's about like like what difference does it make being gay? Yeah, I didn't listen to that one. So. Yeah, no, you don't. I mean, it's a great album, but you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> so like considering all these things, like it makes me wonder what people think now, because not many people are talking about the Smiths because they're so right. like this is from over 30 years ago. And it doesn't it seems like if they have talked about them, it is kind of more on the controversial side as opposed to like how ACDC right. or Aerosmith or all of them have like held up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they kind of like they're really big in the like alternative scene and they're and they're European. And I feel like in the US people just don't really talk about it. It's like the people who are like, oh, I'm an indie kid. I listen to the Smiths. I'm calling myself <laughs> out. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think Meat is Murder is specifically maybe one that holds up the most just because a lot of people have turned like vegetarian because of like environmental purposes or right. just like diet purposes. So I can kind of see how that would still have, um, I guess, what is the word? Not like resemblance, but meaning in current times. Absolutely. And that's the one on the album I think people talk about the least. Like, you don't see much about it. And most people, when they talk about the Smiths, they're talking about the music, not really who they are as people, I feel. But yeah, Meat is Murder, the last song, would definitely, I think, be taken well by people who are yeah. vegetarian. Like, oh, that's a good message. But right. it's very, the lyrics on that song are very aggressive. They are, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too. The cover of the album is looks like it's like a Vietnam photo. It is. Or something. So then I was like, how would those... I feel like there's definitely a connection there, but I can't see it right away. Like, with the specific message of, like, vegetarianism. Whereas, like, I can see Meat is Murder in terms of war, but, like, how does the war and the vegetarianism kind of go together? You know what? That's interesting because I haven't thought of that. And I'm sure that has to do with it somehow um because that vietnam soldier actually they didn't get permission to use that photo they stole it from a photographer oh, okay um and the helmet didn't originally say me is murder like they edited right. that on there i don't okay. remember exactly yeah it what looks it like it could be like written or something over the photo yeah i don't know oh it's a, so the original messaging on the helmet is make war not love okay which is interesting yeah make normally war, says, not love. <laughs> it normally says the other way around this thing, um, this article I just looked at says, in 2016, so not that long ago, it says a video game from PETA called This Beautiful Creature Must Die was released, and the game's title was taken from yes. the track's lyrics, which yes. is interesting that, like, I don't know, first of all, PETA came out with a video game. I About, like, know. a Smith song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And then, I don't know what the game is about at all, which would be kind of interesting to know. I don't either, and I remember seeing that and reading about it but anyway let's see like let's look at the other tracks and like how i feel like a lot of them are kind of timeless like there's always so many problems and um in the world that i feel like aren't getting resolved quickly which ones specifically like which songs like the headmaster's ritual when he's talking i mean and again i don't know much about um the school system in england mm -hmm. Me yeah but like abuse with teachers and things which might be better but I feel like it's a because when you write a song and put it out there, that message stays and maybe it's a reminder or a call out from letting abuse like that happen again. Yeah. And I feel like the whole idea of like the abusive kind of classroom where like the teacher would hit you with the ruler or something was very much like in the 
50s and 60s right. maybe which had been probably right around when he was in school right, right exactly oh and um barbarism begins at home is another one about abuse and kind of accrediting parenting okay. and like violent parenting too yeah the title totally gives that inclination <laughs> right yeah and it's talking about like taking control of kids and children like who won't listen and disciplining children like a crack on the head is what you get for not asking oh yeah i remember that line yeah, yeah. and that's pretty much i mean and it's like a crack on the head is what you get because of who you are I'll have to look at those um, lyrics, but I could see how something like that, too, might go into that, like, theory that he is gay. Right. If he was, like, abused because of it. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that, either. Just because, like, because of who you are type of thing. Right. But that is also just a very vague saying as it well. It is vague, so but, kinda... I mean, and at the time this was this was written, that would make a lot of sense. I feel because at that time, you know, it wasn't widely accepted to be homosexual or mm -hmm. bi or anything like that. Yeah, anything that wasn't straight. It would make sense for him to put messaging out like that if he were gay, which we don't know because right. he's never. Yeah, been public with it or yeah. anything. Yeah. Which I'm glad you brought that up because I would have not even thought of that. But again, this messaging, I feel, is still very apparent in like today. Very much. Like to control their kids. Or maybe if we're going in the route of sexuality and things like that and punishing people for mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's kind of like that whole idea where it's like the people that are like the most dangerous to you are the people that you know and are close to. Because it's like right. you're like somebody that is like abused or anything isn't going to it's not going to happen by a stranger. So it's kind of exactly. like that begins at home line. Right. Like fits in with that. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Man, you're thinking of things that I just don't even, I didn't really think of when I've been listening to this album. Well, I got, I got a little fresh, fresh you, you do, and that's what I appreciate, the fresh take, because I'm just so caught in, like, what mm. I know of it and what have I interpreted myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a tangent on the messaging, um, but, I mean, the messaging is kind of what this album's about, though. So in the future, will it hold up? And even musically, because we haven't even really talked about it musically yet. Mm, I see. Yeah, I got to say, I did not focus as much on the actual, like, music production of it. I was right. fo focused on the lyrics. Um, I mean, it seems like a pretty, I mean, totally correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like a pretty bass, not like basic in a bad way or anything, but right. like a pretty basic soundtrack where you can hear the guitar and you can hear the piano and you can hear that. And it's like, you can recognize those instruments pretty well. Right, like a four-track recording. Yeah, yeah, right. So... What do you think? I mean, it's classic. Like four track recording. Um, the world, I don't want to say is moving away from it, but so many things are electronic, which is fine. I mean, me personally, I prefer to hear guitars. Mm -hmm. So and for people who like I don't I wouldn't even say this is classic rock, maybe like classic alternative. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think it still suffices. Even if that's the right word. No, but like you can totally pinpoint the instruments that are used which is right. i think a lot harder to do in more popular music now exactly so and the musicianship was a lot different back then i mean people are still very talented today um but back then when you were recording on to tape like kind of like film and studio time is expensive because of the tape so when you had to record you had to be good and you had to be good the first time okay. right because you don't have the time to make mistakes because time is money right. Yeah. Um, 
So the musicianship feels cleaner to me. It was more like perfected almost. Exactly. Okay. Because it had to be. Like you couldn't really fix it in post. Like you just had to like re-record it. So perfection was key in these albums. And that's not just with the Smiths, but anything written at that time. So I think that classic though, like tape analog sound does hold up because people still look for that sound. Yeah. And like vinyls and record players are getting like more popular too. Like they were popular and then they went down because then we had like CDs and digital. Now people are like damn, I kind of want the record player back. So right, then, exactly. Yeah, I like think... Like the retro, like... Right, yeah, I think that kind of, like, classic sound is right. holding up Yeah, still. and people think that that's a clear... The purest sound you can get is from a vinyl. I've heard people say that. So I think in the future, I mean, this album, and people know of it, and it'll probably just remain steadily successful. Like, I don't think it's going to suddenly skyrocket unless something... Could go viral on TikTok or something. That's true. I've seen some TikTok sounds using the Smith songs. My friends really? will send them to me. And I'm like, oh, I know that song. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's kind of how it works now. Yeah. I guess. So maybe we can get Meet is Murder trending on TikTok. Mm, let's do it. Someone's going to do it. <laughs> if, it's, if, it's not, if it's not us, who will? <laughs> My name is Lawrence Menalstein. My name is Anna Kolb. My name is Daniel James Isabella. When I complete my degree, I want to be an editor. I want to start my own podcast. I want to produce film and television. My name is Lawrence Van Alstyne. My name is Anna Kolb. My name is Daniel James Isabella. And, and I, I am ComArtsci. Start your journey at comartsci.msu.edu. So we'll get into a little Q&A session. I have a few questions. We'll see how we can answer them. Okay. So the first one that we already, the whole, this whole episode is pretty much talked about um, the messaging, but does the album based on the name push an agenda? Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it's supposed to kind of be like a little, not like gruesome, but like, Kind of a good word yeah. for, me to, for the you know for the song me right. murder. You yeah. hear the chainsaws and everything, or like the buzz saws. In oh, the song. that's true. In the song, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and it's supposed to grab your attention too, right? Like, it's not supposed to be like a little lighty, light, airy kind of album. No, name. he's it's trying like to freak straight. you out. Yeah, yeah it's straight like to straight. the point. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yes, it pushes an agenda. Yep. Um, another question: Has it changed any societal problems? Um, changed I no I feel like it's hard to say that a, a singular song changes it but or even an, a singular album yeah but I think once it like gets those topics into conversation right that kind of can start a change exactly like it brings mm-hmm. conversation okay because yeah. that's what I was gonna say too um but I don't think it actually like changed anything right it so it probably like all just of a sudden people... it brought attention to <laughs> some of the problems yeah I right. guess is like the best thing I can say. And like a way that would make people remember too with like the kind of gruesome effect. Like people are going to remember that song. So Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they called the Smiths? This is a really good question. Um, and I don't know if you know it, but it's literally I th- when they were forming the band, um, they mostly Morrissey. I think Morrissey, he was kind of the boss man. Okay. Um just wanted like a classic timeless name that didn't tie them to anything and oh. it was just like the smiths 
which yeah that doesn't really tie you anything it's a very popular yeah. name and it's just like so he's not named like morrissey smith no anything? morrissey's his last name oh you okay. call him morrissey okay um, gotcha same Stephen morrissey <laughs> okay. um but then once once the band split apart he mm-hmm. just did solo stuff the band only was around for like five years oh okay. yeah yeah they had very short lifespan yeah um so crazy that they lasted all this time right um are the smiths still around well i literally just answered that question by accident um no they are not morrissey (laughs) uh does some solo work but he hasn't in a long time or performed johnny marr just released an album actually um the guitarist okay i haven't listened to it yet but um probably should so johnny marr is still doing um, music things the rest of the members no i literally have no idea what they're doing Mm mm-hmm but everything was focused on Morrissey and Marr. No one cared about the drummer or the bassist. So, which I hate to say, feels like it's a very common thing. Everyone yeah. likes the guitarists and the vocalists. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like their most recent album was in 1986. So, yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, they haven't been doing things. I can keep my fingers crossed for like a reunion tour, but there, there's right. no way. Yeah. There's no chance <laughs> that's happening. Zero no percent <laughs> chance, which is kind of sad. But it's it's fine it's not fine um it's not it's it's not not, it's not fine i'm not fine does this hold up um i think the topics like definitely do stand up today because like we said it doesn't really it didn't really solve any problems or anything and those are things that are still around but Mm -hmm. i guess you want to talk a little bit about the musical side yeah um i think the world is moving away from this sound but it'll always be classic you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah, musically totally if you like rock and that like kind of fast pace mm-hmm. i don't want to say underground sound it's probably not the word i'm looking for yeah but experimental kind of like, experimental a little bit yeah a little like um, a little grungy i'd say grungy that's a good way of putting it yeah. and that like light fun sounding music but dark lyrics right um mm-hmm. which some people really like mm-hmm. um which I know we didn't talk about like all the songs on the album because um, there's not enough time in the world to talk about deeply about all of them. Like, I mean, that joke isn't funny anymore. Like, that just sounds like a dark title. Like, it sounds like he's yeah. going to be talking about something. But yeah. that, that's probably the slowest song on the album, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what she said, like, that's literally talking about dying. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Li- <laughs> I did like, not literally. Think that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, what what she said. How come someone hasn't noticed that I'm dead and Whoa. decide to bury me? Like, it's, whoa. Yeah. But it's such, it sounds like such a happy song that you're not thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's good. I mean, good, not good, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely like a, a niche demographic. It is. Yeah. Um. So I think it, it would hold up in that demographic still yeah mm-hmm. i mean that was the whole like 21 pilots thing like oh it sounds happy oh yeah and then you're like oh that's a little a little dark <laughs> um like rush home ruffians is like literally it's like a boy gets stabbed and the fact yeah. that i like didn't get these messages at yeah all. <laughs> yeah it's a little like <laughs> like oh okay yeah but it's like when you're not like lyric for lyric like listening it's hard to it's easy to miss Mm. these kind of things um because of the music exactly because you're into the music and like happy with it messaging dark music happy kind of yeah (laughs) does it hold up i think people like that yeah Yeah. as long as like if you're listening to it for the music 
and the messaging and like i said not for the band um and kind of their reputation i think it does hold up Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't think it would hold up in a way that like you said it'd become like super popular but it's like if that's the kind of music you listen to it has like a very timeless feel to it exactly it's Mm -hmm. classic alternative i would say uh it's a successful album and it's messaging and music and talent and it holds up yep yeah. exactly i mean i agree you, you listen to it for the first time and you're like oh i like this yeah so <laughs> yeah this isn't even normally like my kind of music either i oh. do tend to listen to more like poppy alternative oh really music. oh yeah. okay uh-huh. well and you liked it so i think yeah. that's proof and it's like all right well it's pretty good yeah exactly um, so yeah well i'd like to thank you for coming on and yeah. talking about yeah. um the smiths and subjecting you to the smiths and yeah i think it was a good talk we like the Smiths. Hopefully, you're a Smiths fan now. Maybe, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll subject you to more no. of, the, of the Smiths. But um, yeah, go for it. So Mo, thanks for coming. Yeah, for um, sure. And everyone should go listen to the Smiths, <laughs> or not. I won't make you do that. Just test it out. Just test it out. If and you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it again. Exactly. I'll only. I'll just tell you you should listen to it. I was gonna say I'll show up at your house and start playing it through your windows, but I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> Find The Classic Holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.